Okay, here we go. The Panda Magazine. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch a radio dial. Magazine. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and last ghosts. <laughs> hey, this occurred to me today. Uh, ID. ID, which I had to show it again. There's a strange abbreviation when you think about it. I is short for I. <laughs> And then D is short for dentification. <laughs> Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. Hi. Uh, we lost him too early, didn't we? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's episode, I don't even know, 144? 145. Are you sure? When Ben speaks, it's the truth. Well, he wasn't even here for 144, so I don't know how I can keep count. Here. You know the fucked up thing is I got a, uh, I got a recall fixed. You know what I got in the mail yesterday? Another recall. Another recall notice. notice. Oh. What are you driving? Ford. A big bad Ford Explorer. Isn't that fix or repair daily. F O R D. Well, that's see, that's not fair. I know, but that's you what they know. used I've had to be. Twelve Fords and they all ran like perfectly. Really? Wow. I yeah. yeah, I love my Ford. I don't know what you're talking you about. You know how many Fords I had in a row? Because I was, you know, the endorser for Watertown Ford. It's a great place. That's right. You came over here one I day had with two focuses. Yeah. I had a, a Fusion. I had an edge. I had an escape. I had a Taurus. I mean, I, I've had everything. I had a Ford 500. I used to get a new car every two years. It was awesome. But they're not one of our sponsors, so that's right. I shouldn't even say it's that. Good people. Uh, <clears throat> this is episode 140-something. Four. Five. Brought five. To you, 145. Brought to you proudly by two different sponsors. I don't know if we ever had two in the same night, have no, we? No, no. Yeah. Of course we have. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we had three that one time. <laughs> oh, that's right. three that, for like a month, that's right. month and a half. People get tired of hearing those spots, but we get some brand new ones out, some good ones. So who are we brought to you by? Well, we brought to you by Shawsheen Firearms and Gunsmithing, of course, our friend Vinny, who's a master knowledgeable gunsmither. Yep. It's your, fr it's your local friendly firearm shop. I'm going to go there. I'm going to go buy a shotgun. Really? I'm going to walk around with it. Joe Biden recommends we get shotguns. <laughs> I'm going to walk around with it. I'm going to go to some ballpark. Hey, look at this. You're not going to conceal it? Yeah, that would be good, Mike. 12 Hadley Street in Bill Rickham, Massachusetts. Uh, Shawshank Firearms and Gunsmithing, where the Second Amendment to the U.S. Constitution is alive and well. And then I would like to mention that we have a, a brand new sponsor taking uh, joining us for the final quarter of uh, 2021. Yep. Someone I've known for years and years and years, as evidenced by this beautiful head of hair. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Um, on my head. <laughs> Leonard Hair Transplant Associates featuring Dr. Matthew Lepresti. He's now the head surgeon over there. He's the chief. The head the surgeon. Boss. Yeah, I get it. He's great. He's yeah. And he learned it all from Dr. Robert yeah. Leonard, the master teacher and a guy who's world-renowned for his expertise. Yep, that's why my hair is beautiful 18 years later. 18 years later, and it's just... I'm, I'm telling you, I can't speak as more highly than uh, than I am right now. That style, your hair is, uh, looks great. Yeah. The face, yeah, it's the face, yeah. um, the blocked punch. Can we get a transplant for that? Well, yeah. Face transplants? <laughs> Unless some chimpanzee rips off my face, like that poor lady in Connecticut, then I'm not going to get a transplant of my face. You and Travolta, plus people face off, face off. Yeah, I remember that. Hey, Mutt, get out of here. <laughs> Leonard Hair Transplant Associates featuring Dr. Matthew Lepresti and Dr. Robert Leonard. Five offices in New England. I'll tell you about them in a little while. Okay. Call 1-800-GET-HAIR for your free consultation or just go to hairdr.com. Okay. No. Those are the, that's what we call billboard. That's right. That's we're very good. We're very organized mm -hmm. on this podcast today. 
It's because I got my sleep last night. Who? You did. You know, he even called me earlier to say that he had such a great night's sleep, he feels lucky. Wait, what time did he call you? Oh, well, 4 a.m. About 4 a.m. 4.30. <laughs> that was, was actually before I got my sleep. Yeah, that's right. After. Normally when I talk to you about 10, 10.30, you are out of it. Out of it? What, like I drink? I don't drink. No, like you're just in that like haze of just waking up. That's only when you call, because you bore me to tears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Ben. I've been, I'm going to answer this one. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the amazing Bill Smith. Yeah, thank you. Behind thank the you. controls of the podcast, making sure that all the deep thoughts that emerge from our gifted minds are made permanent in the recording process here at the Pelham Island Studios in Sudbury, Massachusetts. What must be what? Including that little tidbit morsel and ben kitchen whose lack of deep thoughts makes smitty's job much easier <laughs> thank huh? you that's right thanks ben and whose lack Rub of him. attendance in our last podcast will cost him the giant paycheck that goes along with being part of this podcast damn it see sorry ben it's what you get you know you can't collect unless you show up it's like you know go to jail go directly to jail do not pass go well you don't get to pass go Oh, this show is go. No, you're in pay. You're in pay jail for missing last week's episode. I was. I was on it. They don't know I wasn't here. Yeah, oh yeah. We I great. zoomed it in. We counted the number of words you spoke. Oh my god! By the way, I'm your host, Michael K. Adams, and uh, I got in deep K trouble. K stands for Kareem. Kevin. Kevin. I got in deep trouble my very first day. I'm going to tell you some stories, guys, you haven't heard before. My very first day of kindergarten. <laughs> I did. First day of school ever in my life, and I got in deep trouble. Want me, want me to tell you what happened? A story. <laughs> okay, I'm five years old. I'm in kindergarten. Me and my friend Bobby Teets, oh. who since passed away, God rest his soul. He's my pal in, fifth, in, first, in kindergarten, the very first day. And they had this thing called Tippy Canoe. It was a little thing that little kids get on and it rocks back and forth. So like, like and Tyler, tip, too. Tippy Canoe. And it was like, you get on there, you rock back and forth. You're not supposed to cause violence on that. I, but <laughs> Scott Dickey, Scott Dickey was on one side, and Robbie Teets and I jumped on the other side and launched him because it was like a seesaw. You know, he, he launched into the air, hit the, his head on the corner of the. Cubby hole storage areas, which is a sharp corner. Is this and like one of those circus tricks where somebody he, he, yes. jumps down on one? Well, we, we bounced him, basically. We were rotten little shits. And he, he hit his head, and he was. the nurse had to come down, and he's bleeding, and he had a cut in his head, and we did it to him. First day of kindergarten. Good. Teach him. Day one. It's like prison. Show him who's and the crazy. He was a good kid, Scott Dickey. I, I find it interesting that the two last names in that story Dickie were and Dickey teats. and Teets. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of prelude to my porn career. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we, the poor kid was hurt. Honestly, this happened my first day. So Miss Granstrom, Esther Granstrom, the, Esther. the principal, Esther, yep. she came walking down. She was a big, tall, unmarried. She was a big, tall, unmarried woman with gray hair and real tall, bony fingers. And she pointed her finger at me in, at the in the kindergarten class in front of all the other students and said. What's your name? I said, Michael Adams. She said, are you Christopher Adams' brother? I said, yes. She said, are you Paige Adams' brother, my sister? I go, yeah. And she puts her finger right in my face and says, they would never do anything like this. It's <laughs> <laughs> my first day. <laughs> like, you think I don't know that already? 
Uh, and that was trouble for me. My very, and so I kind of set the pace for my entire school career. As a matter of fact, um, when, I, when I got to junior high school, I was elected vice president of student council. Yeah. And uh, halfway through the, the year, I was kicked off student council. For what? Robbing the treasury. No, giving the finger to Mrs. Henry. Jeez. In front oh, of a whole man. classroom of people. You should have been a hero for that. I was eighth grade. What did she do to deserve that? I don't know. She said my name or something. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, was, I was an angry little man. Why? I gave her the finger. I get kicked off. So I go, oh, she's, I go back. She says, I want to see you after school. I go back to school. She goes, Mr. Camerata wants to see you in Mr. Sutliff's office, principal. Oh, boy. I go down there. Who's in there? Mr. Camerata is a student council advisor. Mr. Sutliff, the principal. Mr. Vincennes, the vice principal, and both my parents. Nobody. Oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, this is not going to go well. Kicked off student council, and they went so far as to use whiteout in the in the student council picture in the yearbook. Took me out. <laughs> Use it took me out of the picture. Even they were so pissed at me. <laughs> Let's so, go back to your issues with anger. So, where do you think that started? It's none of your fucking business. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, and then I went on to, uh, Manchester high school, kicked out for fighting in the hallway. I was, I went to private school, uh, Avon old farms because I was a behavior problem. <laughs> and my dad took me to the, to the private school and I met my friend Peckerhead Coy. Peckerhead. Steve, well, Steve Coy. You've uh, spoken of him before. Yeah. He's yeah. great. He was one of my friends for 19, 50 years I've been friends with him. Okay. I go to Avon old farms and let me tell you what happened to me at Avon old farms. First of all, I can't tell you a little Peckerhead story. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm getting long-winded here. And winded. You're just feeling nostalgic Both. today. I, it was Peckerhead and me and Weasel Holden. And I had this little... Who are these people? Hold on. I had this little pipe to smoke weed in. How old were you? 16, okay. 17. Right. Somewhere in there. I had this little pipe to smoke weed in. So we went out behind... these. We thought we were well covered up by the trees in the woods behind Mr. Adams. He was one of our teachers. No, No relation. Behind his house. So my, we got so stoned, Weasel was hanging from his legs from the tree doing monkey sound effects, and me and Peckerhead were sitting there smoking this weed. All of a sudden, like an hour later, Mr. Adams comes up to the dorm and says, I want to talk to you guys. i got to go see Mr. Troutman, the headmaster. I said, what? What, what is it? We're, we're absolutely frightened to death. Well, something about you guys smoking weed on... Uh, and he was outside his house. He's the one that saw it. So he put the scare of fear of God into us because everybody that ever got involved with any kind of drugs at that at that prep school was immediately kicked out. Yep. So we thought we're all dead. We're all gone. He scared us. He didn't. He didn't. Afterwards, he goes, "I'm not going to go to take you, Mr. Trout." He goes, "You guys are stupid, and you're an idiot, and you're what?" And he just yelled at us. That was a good thing. To so nothing's to changed. Oh, I went. Shoo. So. January of 1972, I got kicked out for <laughs> Jesus week out of Avon Old Farms from Mr. Troutman kicked us out. So I had trouble in, in school. I really did. It wasn't until I got to the workplace that I met with <laughs> success for being diligent and nose to the grindstone. FBI, former FBI agent, oh, father. My poor dad. Jeez, how my did he poor not dad. beat you to death? Uh, he, he, I wish, I'm sure he wanted to. <laughs> So then I got, once I got into the radio business, of course, I was, uh, I was gold. You know, kicked out of Avon, kicked out of Manchester High School. Now I'm in radio. My troubles are over. I get my first job at 
1,000 watt AM station in Manchester, Connecticut. Uh, you know, from there I was pretty stable. Uh, I worked at POP, WACE, WAQY, WMAS, WHCN, WCCC, WLOB, WHYN, WBZ, WEEI, The Zone, Frank FM, yeah. <laughs> The Pike. Yep. Um, yeah, I've had, I've had a few job changes, but not well, pretty much for behavioral problems. I, they just figured I was a little too good for them, and they pushed me out the door. <laughs> go, go, come on, fly away, free bird. You were a trendsetter. That's just the radio jobs. Yeah. Uh, WFSB, Classic Sports Network, NECN, Fox 25, Nesson, and Comcast TV jobs I had, too. So I've had a lot of jobs. You know why, though, Ben? Why? I'm handsome. You are so handsome. You know, look at that face. <laughs> yeah. Can you just slow down a little bit? I'm trying to transcribe this for your Wikipedia page. Uh, yes. By the way, I'm not sure I have a Wikipedia page. I have a, there's a Planet oh, Mikey Wikipedia check page. Check it out. But, you know, I think Mutt wrote it. Oh, so it's not exactly complimentary. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I just wish I had gone into what I wanted to go into, which is uh, having my own firearms shop. Oh, wouldn't you like to have that? By the way, do you own a gun? Yes, I, I do. Know, I know you yes. do. Ben? Uh, do not, not. We're going but I know there. where I'm going. I'm going to buy a shotgun. I'm going to take you up there and buy you. have you buy a little Derringer. You know, my dad had a shotgun. <laughs> oh, thanks a lot. It's a toy Derringer. Um, Bill Rickham, Massachusetts, you guys want to make a little road trip up there? I'm sure. game. Yep. It's not that far from Shaw me. Sheen, firearms, and gunsmithing. Vinny's the expert up there, and he can answer all the questions you might have. He can fix any problem you might have with your, um, with your guns. He has ammunition. He's got firearms of all kinds, every kind. And, uh, and you can't stump him with a question. No, I don't want to. Yeah, he's, he's good. Can I get a Walter PPK? I've been on a James Bond kick lately. Really? I bet he could find one if he doesn't You don't like James one. Bond? You looked a little shaken and not stirred mm-hmm. tonight. Um, <laughs> if your gun needs cleaning or an adjustment or repair, bring it to Shawshine Firearms and Gunsmithing and Bill Rickey. You tell him that My- Planet Mikey sent you. Because that's, that's how he'll know. That these uh, advertisements are being heard by intelligent, responsible, future gun owners. Friends of the show. It's a one-stop gun shop. And I made that rhyme just on purpose. Vinny's the owner. Gunsmith. Knowledgeable as heck. They, they provide you all the services right at the shop. It's all personalized just for you. If you're looking to sell your gun, yeah, Shoshin buys guns. They can put a scope on the gun. They can put a red dot. You know, that little... Yeah. You know, they, they can do all the things that you want done. Right there at the they shop. They know everything. Check out the uh, issue of Hot Brass from the Gun Club of America. Vinny is on the cover. Yeah, he looks good. <coughs> this is not just some guy. He's a guy on the cover of the, of the Guns, Gun Magazine. You'll get the uh, the full professional treatment, uh, and you can call them. If you want to just call them and make an appointment to go see Vinny, you can do that. That's 978-667-3060. Or you can go to shawsheenfirearms.com. That's S-H-A-W, like Shaw's. S H A W S H E E N, shawsheenfirearms.com. And, uh, or go to 12 Hadley Street in Bill Ricketts. It's that simple. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to get a shotgun. I really am. You know why? Just to scare the Halloween kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my dad had a, had a shotgun, a 12 gauge double barrel. He couldn't get the 13 gauge? And one day, he and my uncle were sitting out, they had been drinking beer. And uh, they said, how many shots do you think it would take to take down that old tree, Bill? My dad said, oh, geez, I don't know. They were about 20 feet away from it. Maybe, Dad's name is Bill? Maybe 30 feet away. So they'd been drinking beer, and my friend Mike and I are playing in the dirt. Just We were little kids, like five, seven years old, maybe. And all of a sudden, okay, kids, block your ears. 
boom, and they'd hit the tree, and all these splinters would fly everywhere. Whoa. So then he'd hand the, the gun to my uncle, and my uncle's, okay, block your ears, boom, he did it again. Finally, the tree starts to, and it starts <laughs> falling toward them. It was a giant tree, the big oak tree, it was dead. But that was the they last hit day Bill saw his uncle. Yeah, but <laughs> oh, they ran like hell. It was so funny. Yeah. Did you get Did you get video on that? Because no, no, that was nineteen. Oh, that story would have been so good if you had your phone on. If video cameras were invented, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even think phones were invented back then. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even have regular phones, dial-up phones. All right, so uh, I'm so organized today; it's unbelievable. First of all, I just can I tell you about the the weekend I had from a football perspective. Yes. I came so close to big money, and this is my this is my sh- my tally sheet right here. I had some. All right. right. In one parlay, I picked Cleveland. These are just to win, to flat out win. Cleveland, Buffalo, Rams, New England, and Tampa Bay. They all won, so that was a good one. I, I took some money there. Then I had another parlay that was Cleveland minus five and a half, Buffalo plus three and a half because I teased them. You know, a six and a half point tease. Carolina winner, New England winner, and you know who screwed me? Who? Seattle. Oh, mm. yeah, it figures. Yeah. God, I hate Seattle. I hate it as a city. Bastards. I hate it as a as a place to. I would. I will never visit Seattle, and I hate the. I hate the team. There might be oh. somebody in Seattle right now listening to this. Podcast. I don't give. A, I hope oh. so because oh. they suck. You know who's listening? <laughs> Who? Mike Salk. Oh, Mike. Is he listening? No. He liked. He loved you, though. I don't know why. You're never... the only one he liked. Well, he's nice to me. I, I, I'm nice to people. That's why. I'm really nice to people. I, all the time, <laughs> except that guy that I I need well, I need right in the nuts. Need him right in balls in the hallway, and that was the last time I worked there. I was a boss. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Brown, right in the nuts. Oh boy! And didn't he deserve it, Smitty? Huh? Well, he was an unusual guy. Yeah. Well, now he's an unusual guy with flattened testes. <laughs> So Seattle, all they had to do was win. Yep. I mean, no, actually, I, they had to win by, I, I, gave, I had plus one and a half with them. So all they had to do was win by one. So they get to the point where they're, they're leading 24 to 9, Seattle, and then they end up, oh, it's 30 to 30. It's going to overtime. I'm going, what? Derek I had Henry that just thing, ran over their faces. I had that game locked up, and then Russell Wilson couldn't get his out of his own ass's way, mm. and they <laughs> lose. And I'm like, you know how much that cost me? Like hundreds. That one stupid, and they're at home and they can't win. Who'd they play? I don't remember. Tennessee. Tennessee. They should have won that game. Would you feel this way about him if he was winning? I went went two for three. (laughs) Of course not. I went two for three this weekend on football. Yeah, but look at I got this other parlay. Carolina plus three. I'm uh, I'm sorry. Rams plus three and a half. New England plus one. Arizona plus three and a half. Winner, winner, winner. But if I had these all tied in, too, I could have won like an extra two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight hundred (laughs) dollars. But you didn't. Because of Seattle. Oh, goddamn Seattle. I've gone two for three back-to-back weeks. So, so yeah. So you should uh, fuck your parlays and just take these individual bets I give you. wasn't my fault. I did I did the right thing. I picked all the right teams. Clearly They didn't. just couldn't perform. That's true. God. All right. So that's an, I'm not going to say anything more about that except that I'm sad. Just about take the under on every Patriots game. You know what? Here's what I did last night. I took the over, and that you can root for both teams, Green Bay and, and uh, uh, the Lions. Last Lions, night. Detroit. Yeah. Every time somebody scored, I'm like, yeah, because I had the over. It's like, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, okay, they score. Hey, hey. <laughs> it ended up being way over. 49 was the over. Anyway, okay, enough about that stuff. You know, you want to listen to stuff about betting? Yeah. Mutt. 
Mutt at Night on WEEI. What happened? Wow. You can, Free advertisements. You, you have come well, a no, long way. You can listen to Mutt yeah. and, you know, just think of how good you'll feel. Okay, you say, I'm listening to Mutt. I just tuned in. I doubled his audience. Oh, oh. And then you go, oh, sorry, Mutt. Oh. Be sorry to Mutt. Mutt could give a rat's ass about us. Yeah, he, he's too afraid to come on the podcast. I was thinking of asking him just for fun, just because it would be, be really entertaining. You'd get a lot of downloads for that. But yep. he won't do it because he's a pussy. No, I bet he would. Why don't you ask? He and his buddy, uh, Kevin, uh, what was his name? I don't know. Hmm? The, the, uh, the program director. Graham? Oh, Graham. Kevin Graham. Graham, yeah. Pussy 1A and Pussy 1. Oh, God. I'm fighting words. I don't care. <laughs> okay, so now, uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. Peckerhead Coy. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> no, I saw Peckerhead last week. Now, his real name is Steve or Ernie. Ernie Coy was the punter for the New York Giants back in the 70s, so we called him Ernie, even though his name is Steve. How did he get the name Peckerhead? And the first time I ever met Aerosmith was at his house at a party, Lakeside in New Hampshire. Oh. But the Peckerhead story, I told you the one about getting busted. I saw him this week. He gave me this book of limericks. Right we'll, we'll never know, Bill. Is this we'll like the uh, the once was a man from Nantucket kind of lyrics? Well, yeah, well, right, exactly. They're they're dirty little limericks. These are filthy lyrics. Know, I don't think I've ever actually heard that full limerick. There once was a man from Nantucket whose <clears throat> was so long he could <laughs> suck it. And no, 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 no. It's once that once a man from Nantucket who once crossed the sea in a bucket. Oh. When he got there and they asked for his fare, he whipped out his and said. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't like to be dirty on these podcasts. What if my son's listening? Well, you're right. After yeah. all, you know, he's in his 30s. I think he, can. he would never hear anything. <laughs> I, think, like... I think he can handle it. <laughs> so my other, other ones are All right, so here's I'm going to read. He gave me this limerick book, and uh, and it's very. It's he also gave me uh, which I have in my car. Do you have a turntable here? Uh, no, you don't. No, I mean, well, I do, but I, it's not hooked up. It's not hooked up. Because he gave me an, a, a copy of George Carlin's Class Clown album that has the seven words you can't say in, on television. <laughs> yeah. And it's in my car. In fact, it's probably melted right now. <laughs> you don't bring albums in your car. But here's the, here's the book, Limericks, New and Naughty. <clears throat> Over 240 original limericks by Al Cracked. Al oh, Crack, yeah. the famous Al Cracked. Yeah. Cracked. Cracked one up. <laughs> 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 that was so bad, but it was great. I know it's a, it was it was great. Thanks for an acrobat brimming with zest puts girls that he dates to the test. He props them in bed, points his thing where she's spread, and somersaults into her nest. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> where'd, you, where'd you get the kooky sound effect? You have another. <laughs> you have another, uh, no, another. No, because they have all these dirty words in them, and I want to look them over first so I don't get surprised oh, and sorry. offend some of our more religious listeners. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> of which we have thousands. <sighs> okay, so now I got any stories. You guys got any stories? <laughs> oh, you see, so you can't dumb. read that. Oh, I know, but don't, don't put it down now because it's not time to read that. Don't put it down? No, put it down. Oh, okay. You don't want me to I read this one? Tell Peckerhead. You it's got no the... dirty words in this uh, one. Okay, go ahead. You might as well. Aunt Alice has such immense thighs that no matter which way she lies, men would need an extender at the end of their gender to get at her copious prize. 
Oh, see, now that's kind of a that was, highbrow that's version. Right. It was rather nice. It was clean. Yeah. It's like you had a bookmark like, in here from 1999. <laughs> no, he just gave me that, but it was in, it was in private, his private collection, Peckerhead Coy, who's my who's my buddy, and I hope he's listening. He always listens. He's one of the few people that listen that know me. <laughs> oh, that know you. I, um, okay, so okay, okay, okay. So I got first of all, I want to comp- make a couple complaints because uh, what would the podcast of the Plan to Make Show be without a complaint? Yeah, you know, I'm not even going to complain that Ben was late today because okay. I'm in a good mood. Or absent last week. I'm not going to complain about them, though. Oh, yeah. You know, in fact, I'm barely going to mention them. Um, <clears throat> well, I was watching the Mets 3030. Did you see that? I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard it was amazing. It's, so. a, it's amazing like the amazing Mets, <laughs> except I was there, you know, for every game of that 1986 World Series. You know that, right? Yeah, I know the story about Game 6. You before there. and after yeah, Game 6. I was there I was there for Game 5, Game, game 3, 1, 2, 3. There were seven games in that series, and no, I was but there I, for all of them. I know you. I remember you telling that kind of sad story about meeting Bill Buckner's, Bill Buckner's yeah. brother. Yeah, Jim, then, Jim Buckner, yeah. But that's not the story I'm going to tell here. Tonight I'm going to tell a story about the Mets, because this is a kind of a Jimmy Kimmel uh, production. He produced it, and it's, uh, he, I guess he loves the Mets, and I fucking hate the Mets. <laughs> I don't like so, Jimmy Kimmel. I don't like him either, right, yeah. come to think of it. So it's called Once Upon a Time in Queens, and I've watched three out of the four episodes. I know what happens in episode four. They win the World Series, and I don't, I don't really know if I have the stamina to watch that tonight. They but, say it's well produced. I haven't seen it, but yeah. I've only heard that it's well done. Well, it was 35 years ago now, and I was there for every game, and they were bunch, Mets are a bunch of assholes. And we found that out by just getting close to them and, you know, being around them. But first thing is, Billy Joel sang, before game six, Billy Joel sang the national anthem. Really? And his wife, uh, what's her name? The, the, Christy Brinkley. Christy Brinkley was yeah. there with the, Still the baby. She had the baby. You know, the baby, the unluckiest baby in the world. Your mom's Christy Brinkley, your father's Billy Joel. The little girl's born and she looks like the dad. <laughs> you know, like Lately, a former boxer who got his face punched in. Something. The daughter, Alexa, or whatever her name is. Yeah. The mother's beautiful and all that, but she she doesn't get her mother's looks. She gets the father's looks. I mean, you want to talk about the short end of the straw. Uh-oh. So after the error by Buckner and the ball gets between his legs and we're, we're all standing behind home plate, the entire Boston media, maybe 30 of us, and we're getting ready to go on the field and interview the winning Red Sox, but then all of them groans, what the heck's going on out there? We couldn't even really see what was going on. Mets win. Here comes Christy Brinkley holding the baby. Walks right by the Boston media, 30 strong. She's like, we won! We won! And you hear from the back of the crowd of the media, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody says that to Christy. How is Dan Shaughnessy? I don't know who who it was. You couldn't see who it was, but you heard it loud and clear, and she heard it too. It was funny. So anyway, Lenny Dykstra might be the biggest asshole that ever played the game of baseball. Complete complete turd. And in this special, he uses about 200 F-bombs every sentence. He goes, he got the fucking guy, the fucking, yeah, fucking, what the fuck? He, and he's, he knows he's going to be on ESPN, but he still talks that way. He's a moron. And uh, a literal a literal piece of shit in the world of business. You know, he's done a lot of bad things. Oh, I, mean, yeah. I think he did time. He did. Then you got Daryl Strawberry, who, as talented as he was, you know, he, he used to beat up his wife. He used to do all kinds of drugs. He was an asshole. He admits it. In the, in the, in this, this series, he talks about what a bad person, what a bad husband, a bad man he was. So he's an asshole. Keith Hernandez, complete asshole. <laughs> now, why do I say that? Well, it's not just the stuff he did with, with I, that I saw in the World Series, walking around smoking cigarettes in front of the press and drinking beers and, being, and saying stupid shit. 
he turned in my friend Bernie Carbo to Major League Baseball for drug use. He ratted him out, basically. He, so he did that. And Bernie, it hurt Bernie so bad. He goes, Keith, he goes, I let him stay in my house. He was my friend. And then he rats me out to Major League Baseball. And then Bernie couldn't really get a job after that. Huh. And nobody likes a rat, but Wait, especially why? with something like that. Because he's an asshole. Okay. And they gave, he gave up two people, I think, when, they, when he uh, testified to Major League Baseball. And Bernie Carbo was one of them about about cocaine use or whatever. The whole, this entire Mets team was yeah. doing coke. It was fueled by they coke. They talk about it constantly, but no, he turns in Bernie, poor Bernie Carbo, and I'll never forgive Keith Hernandez. So they're assholes, but here's the biggest asshole of all. Ray Knight. How'd you know? I took a guess. That's How a did you guess. know? Here's my Ray Knight I only knew story. like three more names. Ray Knight sucks, <laughs> and he stole my baseball glove. Uh-oh. Oh, I know this. <laughs> right. So I'm in a, a charity softball game when I was at Channel 3 in Hartford, and a bunch of uh, you know Channel 3 air personalities were doing this softball game against the ESPN personalities who were in Bristol, so we got together to raise money for some time. So <clears throat> Ray Knight comes over to the bench. He goes, any of you guys got a glove? I said, I pull out my... Mike Schmidt Franklin Pro model Ooh. that I had found that I'd gotten for fifteen bucks in a used glove box and it was perfectly broken in. It was exactly the glove I'd always wanted my entire life. I caught everything with it. I says I got this glove Ray in a used glove box for fifteen bucks and I handed it to him. And he goes, I'll give you twenty five for it right now. He says, This is a great glove. I say, Yeah, so he was out plays third base. In between he'd leave the glove there, third base, I third base, I go out play third. So and now it's the end of the game. I see Ray Knight. Everybody's saying goodbye. Blah, blah, blah. I see Ray Knight next to his car in the parking lot. Throw my glove in the back seat of his car. Get in and drive the fuck away oh. with my glove. And I'll tell you, it's not just the cost of the glove because $15 is nothing. It's that it was perfectly broken in. Yep. And when you have a perfectly broken in glove, ask any player. There were thousands to that guy. Yep. He never wants to lose that glove. So Ray Knight drives away, steals my glove, that prick. He's a former major leaguer stealing some innocent guy's baseball glove. Oh, man. You so, want to go beat him up? I hate him. I hate Ray Knight. <laughs> if I see him, if I saw him tomorrow, I'd say, Ray, you're a thief. You're ugly. I'd spit on his shoes and I'd tell him that Nancy Lopez has a fat ass. It's his ex wife. It's his ex wife. Okay, now do you know how I feel about that guy? Yeah, that was pretty good, though. You, you got it all out. That's, <sighs> that's important. Now, you want to hear <laughs> hey, you want to hear my New York Giants cocaine story? Oh, let's hear that. The New York football Giants? I'm working at Channel 3. They said, go cover this charity basketball game down at Yale. It's a New York Giants against some teachers or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, we're gonna was have this like 88? Yeah, yeah, late 80s. Okay. Yeah. And and I go to, to to Yale, and I go down. They're having some gym. They're having a gym, and all these play uh, Giants players. They're Dave Meggett and uh, Zeke Mowat and Pepper Johnson. All these guys are there. So it's halftime, and I'm thinking, well, this might be a good time to get an interview with these guys because you know they're playing in the game. They're not going. So I go to the locker room like this, and they they can't get the door open. It's locked from the inside, and they can't get out, and no one could get in. Now, meanwhile, they're going to try to play the second half, but no one—they couldn't get out. They couldn't get out. They were in there doing blow. We, we we know what they were doing in there. They locked the door, and then somehow it got fucked up, and they couldn't get get back out. Like, the crowd's waiting and waiting and waiting 15, 20 minutes. We're all at the door now. They're, they're trying to find a custodian or someone who can open the door. 
uh, Zeke Mowat, you know, they're, they're, they're yanking and they're jamming the door trying to get it open. So Zeke Mowat says, I'm going to kick the door down. He said, and Pepper Johnson was right behind the door pulling on it. He goes, Stand back, Peppa! And then he kicks the door as hard as he can. It still wouldn't open. Oh. I mean, he kicked it as hard as he could. And, yeah. you know, Zeke Moat, yeah. you know, he, he kicks like a mule. And he's hung like a mule. <laughs> Ask that, that reporter. He's the one that whipped yeah, it out. He was the, he's the, the one creep. that flashed a Patriot missile to, uh, what's her name, from the Herald, right? Yeah, I can't, Zeke re- Moat. I can't oh, remember man. her name. Lo- uh, yeah. The Redhead, whatever her name is. So anyway... They couldn't get them out. They finally, somebody finally came along, let them out, and they were all, you know, <laughs> doing. They were doing blow in there, and that team was notorious. Dave Maggot, he got he got arrested and sent to prison now. for for raping some girl, oh, didn't he? Uh, not just one. I think there was multiple. Yeah. Lisa Olson was the Lisa name we were Olson, looking for yes. with regards to the right. Zeke Moa redhead. Story. Yeah, duck. <laughs> you go to the Patriots locker room, duck. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, that's my now. Now I've exposed both New York teams that I can't stand: the New York Giants and the New York Mets. Yeah. Now what? I don't know. I don't really have much. Uh, oh, you know, what I saw last night on TV. What did you see on TV? This is kind Bonanza. of weird. Uh, <laughs> you know why they called him Little Joe, don't you? Oh, God. <laughs> and the other guy they called him Hoss. Uh, <laughs> I saw a commercial for the <laughs> to law offices of Joseph of Joseph P. Cariglia. Oh, where's, oh, where's that? And the lady, I think it's Worcester or something. Oh. I don't know. Anyway, the lady was doing the spot, and she says, "I swear to God, just like this, call the law, law the law offices, law offices, because she had a Massachusetts accent. Yeah. Instead of law offices, she's called the law offices, and, and she did it five times. Oh. The same, the law offices. I said, one of them would go out for a pizza. Yeah, well, what's wrong with people? But they let that ad run. Oh, well, she sounds law, like a, law offices, a real person. She sounds authentic. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know what to well, do. That's because she is, Ben. You know what else is authentic? What's that? My hair. Can I just tell you a little bit about my hair for a moment? Indulge me on this. Okay, if you would, uh, radio listening audience. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Robert Leonard is the guy who uh, initially informed me that I was had a, a serious balding problem back in 2003. He said, yeah, you're kind of losing it up there a little bit. Oh, he, didn't, he didn't talk like a Western guy. <laughs> Dr. Leonard's a great guy. But I, he said, well, we'll take care of your hair. You could do our commercials. I said, sure. Why not? I was so amazed because I thought, this is going to be terrible. It's going to be bad. No, it wasn't a bad experience. It was easy. It was almost totally pain-free. And the result of it was that my own hair was growing on my own head back where it wasn't before that. Yeah, looks good. It's like, I didn't want, anybody, I didn't want someone else's hair. That Richie yeah. Cunningham haircut becomes you. <laughs> so, but it was—he did such a great job. And then I said, "I'm happy to talk about this on the radio." This back when I was at uh, what's that station? WEI. WEI. But you know who else has gotten their hair fixed permanently? Uh, hair restoration with the Leonard Hair Transplant Associates. Wes Welker. Ooh. David Portnoy from oh. Barstool. Oh. Yep. Brian Scalabrini. You see him on TV. He's got red hair. Rob Ninkovich, mm. uh, Stephen Guskowski, oh. Christian Fourier, uh-huh. Tom E. Curran, Tom Karen from Nesson, uh, Fred Toucher from Toucher and Rich. You know when you look Toucher, at Toucher, these... I don't even know her. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Chris Gronkowski, that's uh, Gronk's brother. Uh, Sebastian Vollmer, Lyndon Byers, LB, Ke- Ke- Kevin Chapman, the actor. 
He had his hair fixed from Rod Dog and me, of course. Oh, look at you. And they still have my picture on the website too, you know. So oh. I think they must have known they did a fine, fine job on my my hair. But the key that you have to remember is that now uh, Dr. Matthew Lepresti, who's taken over as chief surgeon, Dr. Leonard is like you know the guidance for the entire operation. But they're the very best there is. They are the very best there is at permanent hair restoration. And uh, you get a free consultation when you call 1-800-GET-HAIR. They'll set you up with an appointment, and it's totally free. And they'll tell you what they can do for your hair. Some people are losing it in the front. Some are losing it in the back. Some are, you know, everybody's got a different head. But <laughs> thankfully, I wouldn't want to share heads with anybody. Dr. Lepresti is an associate member of the International Society of Hair Restoration Surgery. He's lectured professionally, nationally, internationally on the surgical care process. He lectures in his free time, too. He's the best. Yeah. He's the best. And they're both right in the... So, Newton, they have an office in Warwick, Newton, Braintree, Boston, and Salem, New Hampshire. Call 1-800-GET-HAIR, get your free consultation, and tell them you heard Mikey talking about the hair thing again on the podcast, and you will not be sorry... It, it just takes years off your life. It really it makes you feel better, younger, and more confident about the way you look. Some people just don't want to be bald, you know? That's true. Void where prohibited. Member FDIC. <laughs> Call 1-800-GET-HAIR. There you go. Mikey. I had to have two commercials in one show. You know, Ben, earlier today, uh, Mikey and I were on the phone, and he says, uh, Hey, you know... Remember when you were a DJ, you would talk up the record, you know, you, you'd start the tune, <laughs> you yeah, give the time and the time of thing. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. He, he said that I should try it because I was never any good at that. I, I couldn't do that. But Can't you, hit the post? But you know who could? Who? Mike Adams. Mike Adams is good at this. So I, I grabbed uh, some songs that you'd be able to you talk about. this without v- the time? Various period? lengths of the, yes, of the intros? Various lengths. Some oh, are long. Geez, all right. Some are long. Some aren't. <laughs> Well, you know, during a long intro, I can just do that commercial for Dr. Leonard again. I'll, I'll <laughs> for a really long one. Is yeah. it what, ready? Here we go. I'm going to give you a little reverb so you'll sound like you're on the radio. Okay. okay ready? What, st- what station do I work for? What's your name? Dale Denver. Here it comes. This is Dale Denver at WRCQ, the Golden 91Q. This is from Looking Glass 1972. This is Brandy. <laughs> oh, you hit the post. In a Western Bay, and he bangs 500 chicks a day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, get ready. Song number two. Oh, God. Here we go. Uh, this is one of my favorite tunes here on WRCQ, the Golden 91Q, here on the Dale Denver Show. That's a little ditty from King Harvest is the name of the band. Dancing in the Moonlight. We get it almost every night. Okay, you get that one. All right. That's good. All right. I'm just lucky good. I knew either one of them. The next song. That one took you a second. I know. I had to figure Let's go back to 1975 for one of the best tunes recorded that year. It's a top number one hit by a band called Ace. I don't know what the hell happened to Ace, but this is How Long. See the post. That was, that was a post. That was good. You got out of the way so the songs could play. I could. Right. I've gone further. Ace. <laughs> one hit. Yeah, but they were good. That was uh, Paul Carrick, I think, wasn't it? From, from, from Squeeze? Um, From the band Squeeze? Yeah, same guy, I think. Pretty sure. All right, here we go. This is hard work. For some reason, 
I'm thinking of uh, the Jefferson Airplane. No, Jefferson Starship, actually. (laughs) That'll teach me to smoke a joint before the show. (laughs) This is Miracles on WRCQ. Ah, Another music post. Good one. Okay. Yeah, I don't like to talk over the... uh, here we go. It's when you talk over the vocals that they fire you. <laughs> That's right. Here, all right, get ready. Here it comes. Okay. Oh, rock and roll! WRCQ, the Golden 91Q. Time to fire it up. Get your balls in order. This is ACDC from Australia. Uh, what the fuck's the name of it? <laughs> I couldn't think of the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you didn't. You never talked over ACDC. You just let the thing play. You, you so failed. You, yeah. you failed. I know. I'm out. Fire me. Okay. One more. Okay. Ready? One more. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what is this song? Oh, is this Elton John? <laughs> Dale Denver, you're on the air. Is this the bitches back? <laughs> no. What, what? What the fuck song is this? It was Elton John. And you hit the post. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, barreled, I bailed out of the airplane right at yeah. the last second. What, what is it? What is the bitches back? Yeah, bitches back. Oh, yeah. see? Shit. Yeah. It's been too long since I did this. Well. That's what she did last night. That was good. You, you passed the test. Well, that's like working, though. Now I feel like I, I did some work. You know, because you, be, you had to be right there in between the records, and you had to get it right the first time because it was live radio. And sometimes that POP, they'd give you, oh, you got to do a weather at 22 after. And you'd say, well, I got a seven second intro. There used to be a guy on WVBF years ago named Bud Ballou. WVBF, Framingham, Boston. That guy, you could throw any song at him, and he came up with the most creative things to say. You never know where he was coming from. Always hit the post. It was amazing. But I didn't get three minutes between each record and knowing what the next record is and how long the intro is to be able to. It's it's much more difficult off, off the cuff. As long as you know what the song is. You want to try them again now that you know what they are? No, because that would be too easy. Oh. Yeah, that would be too easy. We'll come up with some more for next week. (laughs) All right. Hitting the post here on the program. Um, (laughs) Did I mention? Yes, I did. Did I mention Dr. Leonard? Yeah. Did I mention uh, Vinny at Shawshank? Vinny at Shawshank. So at least we did the the part of the program that's the most important. And I did mention my friend Peckerhead Coy, right? Yes, you did. (laughs) Okay, well, let's get into a couple of weird nightmares I had. These are real live nightmares. Why are you checking your watch, Ben? Because what, are you this Joe is Biden like, at a funeral? This is like the longest episode we've ever done already. I, I How long is it? It looks like 43 minutes, Mike. All right, we'll get this done. All right. Because <laughs> <laughs> I got I got to go to Price Chopper. We'll get this done. Got to uh, put in a shift. I was on the phone with CVS for 45 minutes. Oh, CVS Longer pharmacy. than this podcast. <laughs> I, I called up. They, they they sent me a text. Oh, your your prescriptions. Right? I, I had a question. Which one is it or whatever? So I call them, and it, and it says... So an associate will be with you, uh, you know, right away as soon as possible. So yep. I'm on hold. I'm on hold. Twenty minutes later. Twenty minutes later. I hang up. I call him back. I'm on hold for twenty more minutes. Right. I said, "This is awful." Yep. What is? Thank God it's not something important. They, I got recycled into this machine, you know, and every every minute they're saying, "If you need to have your COVID vaccine," and and every minute they have, so I heard it forty times basically in forty minutes. Uh, awful. I just and I, I think CVS is a big company. They're making a lot of money. They got a lot of locations. You know, they're huge. They can't have somebody answering the phone. Yeah, it's at a drugstore. Hmm. Anyway, so I wanted to complain about that, and uh, I will never go there again. <laughs> I won't. They've got Walgreens. Self- it is. Yes. Yeah, it doesn't matter. 
Ed's Drugstore I'll go to. I don't give a shit. Ed is a drugstore? Yep. Oh. Good one, too. He'll only mm. put you on hold for 15 minutes. Oh. <laughs> He's a gentleman. The other thing I want to mention is my cable company is Spectrum. Yes. Oh, they're the fucking worst. They are on, absolutely man. pathetic. I know. I have in, them, too. In every way, shape, or form. And it doesn't matter what you're trying to get done with them. They suck. And they, have, they run their own commercials. Oh, Spectrum, oh. get mobile. Though. Yeah, I'm going to get your mobile service after the way you take care of my home cable, you dorks. What's your main complaint? Well, first of all... <laughs> When you're, when you're watching a show in the middle of the thing, it'll, it'll go, <laughs> a weather alert for something that isn't even in your county. You know, it's New Hampshire. Flash flood warning for northern Vermont. And, and then the like, voice the comes fuck? up. This station is conducting a test that is once a weekly test. And then it goes, you want to just strangle everybody in sight. You know who their big celebrity endorser was for the longest oh. time? Fucking Ellen. Uh, that should oh, tell you right there. there. See, you go. Ellen. Yeah, I can't stand her. Oh. Yeah, so I, I hate Spectrum, and I have it too. So I called Verizon today to try and you know switch over to yeah, that. They cut out the cable and just do you're, Verizon. You're not in Internet. a town that has Verizon, I bet, right? No, I am. You are? I am. Oh shit! Yeah. I would do that. In a yeah. Second. So my neighbor has it. So I was like, I don't like them either. Well, but. when we first moved in, we didn't have any cable or internet because it was a brand new street. But I called Verizon today, and I was like, okay, I want the internet, like the most expensive, best internet you got. They're like, okay, someone will call you back, and we'll work that out. I haven't heard back from him. Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. Here you go. But Spectrum is so bad, I'm willing to take it in the ass from Verizon. Well, <laughs> see, <laughs> see when, they, when they finally do call you back, you should like go like this. Hello. Hello. Say, and then whatever they say to you, say, what? Huh? Huh? You got to speak up. Hi, did you call us? Hold on. I just, I, I just fired off a kidney stone. Ouch. It hurts the, the hole in the end of my wiener. Ow, ow, ow. Hold on, hold on. Just but make them wait for you. Uh, the government, I, and I don't usually talk politics on this podcast. I really don't because I, you know, I don't want people to see. I, when I go on, I tweet something that's political, and they don't realize I'm a centrist libertarian. I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. I, I put some, and people think, "Oh, oh, you like Trump." I forgot about the plan until just now. <laughs> and, uh, and I lose like 10 followers on Twitter every time I tweet anything. And it's not even, I'm not being abrasive or anything. But you know what? If they don't want to follow me because they're so hardcore or whatever they are, fuck them. All By right. the way, if you want to follow us, <laughs> at Planet Mikey, and you can follow me personally, which I would love to have, at Mikey Adams 420. I love followers. I just like to have a dialogue going back and forth because I'm not a hateful person. I'm not. Am I? <laughs> Come on, man. The government was scared of that rally that had 100 people show up. <laughs> they were all FBI guys. They put up giant 10-foot fences. Yeah, they were. Yeah. yeah they, put up all, they put up giant 10-foot fences with concrete barriers, and they stocked everybody got overtime for two days to build up to this non-event because they're pussies. I mean, come on. That, thing, that thing's not going to happen again. That was a rare, weird occurrence that happened because they didn't have enough guardsmen out there in the first one. That's all. If they had 200 guys lining other and never mind fences, they would have stopped that last one. But anyway, that's was ridiculous. Um, but they don't, they're easy to, and quick to put up the fences and the walls uh, when it's uh, protecting the Cong Nancy Pelosi. But they can't put up a fence or a wall to keep out 200,000 illegal immigrants from Haiti and, and South America from coming into the country yeah. with COVID. See, Nancy's got nothing to worry about. She lives in a great big place with a wall around it. But, 
and guards. Take a, you see the horse, the horsemen. They brought in the Lone Rangers to t- to keep control of the. And by the way, these people from Haiti, they didn't come directly from Haiti because of the last earthquake. They've all been in South America or the Triangle countries for ten years since the last earthquake. Mm. Now they just decided this is a good time. Let's pay the money to the cartels, get us through, and and there'll be so many of us they can't stop. Twenty four thousand people sitting under a bridge. It's amazing. It's like a. It's like my last party in high school. And it's like a real you humanitarian. You parties under the bridge? Under, under the bridge. <laughs> yeah. How much to get in? 50, well, hmm. back then we didn't have cartels, so it was free. <laughs> anyway, I just thought I'd mention that because they can build all those fences around the Capitol, but they can't fix the border. When they're doing it to Texas, they're screwing Texas. <clears throat> if these people were all headed for Delaware, do you think it would be different? Exactly. Politics. Oy Delaware vey. doesn't exist. Just a fictional place, is, yeah. like Narnia. See, but now it's like they tell you down there now. If you if you're thinking of busting the border and you're a migrant, illegal, you know, and undocumented, they just tell you anybody can do it, mm-hmm. even anybody. Yeah, you're escaping uh, <coughs> violence. I heard was the the latest. So I say Biden, by the way, is zero for eight. You know, inflation, the border, mm-hmm. Afghanistan, uh, France. They're now they're pissed at us. This is politics. Tax hikes, COVID, crime. I mean, there's not, there hasn't been one thing Biden has done right, is what I'm saying. And I defy anybody to tell me one thing that he's actually done well or right. Do you think it's all by design? I don't know, but it's like pathetic and scary and weird. You know, people hated Trump, I know. But I thought he made a lot of the right decisions based on, you know, but this guy... Oh, what is it? Oh, I will do the other thing. Who's going to win this little internal war, Trump or McConnell? Have I been reading that right, that Trump is trying to get McConnell ousted and new leadership in? McConnell is kind of a strange... He knows how to play the game. Holy crap, does he know how to do it? McConnell looks like a melted candle. He's he's, he's, he's an evil genius. He is really, really weird looking. He's He's like one of those... One of those Muppet characters in the balcony that didn't like the show. Uh, he, he has a weird <laughs> chin, you know. Yep. I don't know. He's a little bit frightening, scary looking. But Stadler and Waldorf. Somebody's got to stand up for, <laughs> stand in the way of this crazy agenda that they got. With it is three point five trillion dollars. Hey, we want to thank uh, not only uh, Vinny at Shaw Sheen Fire Fire. What's it called? Fire. Jesus, oh, our best sponsor, and he just I know. I just fucks up the name. Shaw Sheen Firearms. I'll take care and of Gunsmith. Vinny. Don't worry, Vinny. I, I mean, it's a long name. But we, we know all about them now. We're going to go there, and I'm going to get a shotgun. It's going to be great. And we want to thank Dr. Robert Leonard, our new sponsor this week. And you know what? I think what we need in this world, never mind all this turmoil, I think we need some. We need to put some love into this world. This is a great one, Joe, from Marvin Gaye. Mother, mother! Has too many... Of you crying. Boo-hoo. Brother, brother, brother. There's far too many of you dying. You know, we've got to find a way to bring some love in here today. Yeah, yeah. Father, father. We don't need to escalate. Now, because war is not the answer, troop. Only love can conquer hate. 
You know, we've got to find a way to bring some loving here today. Oh, yeah. Picket lines and picket signs. Don't punish me with brutality. Talk to me so you can see, Troop, what's going on? What's going on? Yeah, what's going on? Oh, what's going on? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, come on, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ay, Whoa, come on, baby. Hold your horses right here, right here. Ay, 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 ay. Oh, do-do-do, do-do-do. Everybody thinks we're crazy, but who are they to judge us? They don't know shit from Shinola. Just because our hair is long? Speak for yourself, Joe. You know, we've got to find a way to bring some of this here loving right here today. Oh, oh, oh. Picket signs and picket lines and Wilson Pickett. Your nose, pick it. Come on, talk to me. And you can see what's going on. Yeah, what's going on? Tell me what's going on. I'll tell you what's going on. All right, right on. Hey, brother, smoke this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Right on. What on? Whoa. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, I think I'm going crazy. I think you're tripping on acid, Joe. That's Sean's.